When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 170. The We no longer remember the Titan because we have no more re- Titans to remember of Sodes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we are out of them. I mean, yeah, we're kind of, we, we, at least we found a replacement segment, you know. Yeah. That, good yeah. on us for not letting it totally die. I guess Dennis Daly we could always do. He's, uh, we could remember him, although no one wants to. Yeah, he's he's more of a forget the Titan segment. Maybe we bring that up. He's and just he's, have like a please, five minute depression segment. If we ever start a segment called "Please God, Don't Let Me Remember That Titan," uh, Dennis Daly, I think, would be the first and only <laughs> name on that list. Um, well, probably not only. There were some dark days. There oh, in the twenty tens. The, there, that list is loaded. More loaded yeah. than I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one comes via our Tupper of the Year, Eldon English at Shrike One One Three. Shout out Eldon. We've actually got a lot of Eldon uh, sewed titles that we're sitting on. But if you would like to submit a sewed title, just tweet at us at Tighten Up Pod uh, or hit us up on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast and let us know uh, what you got. Make it an obscure reference to the Titans, and we'll use that and uh, give you credit for it name the entire show after that lot get, to get into uh deandre hopkins is he coming to nashville uh yeah confirmed he is is he gonna be a titan that we don't have confirmed but uh <laughs> jack and i are excited and our hearts are fluttering as if he might be so that's better than nothing and um also tim kelly's saying some old uh verbiage some old rhetoric, Titans rhetoric, uh, when it in in terms of the offense. How do we feel about that? And I've got a Taylor Swift hot take. But before we get into all of that, Jack, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and, and posture issues, this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work, along with Technogel and tempur pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night. They've also got zero-gravity chairs, office massage chairs. I mean, they've got everything you need to make you feel comfortable and wake up and feel great every single day. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over in that little shopping center. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about and you can't get there in person, you can visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan.
Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 8th, 2023, and new Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Tim Kelly has said about this year's offense, based on last year's offense, quote, it's not all broken. (laughs) Um, Tim, (laughs) you were in the building last year. You were there. I know you know better than that, my man. Um, now, sure, look, is it not all broken? Yeah, you still got 22 lining up in your backfield. 17 when he's healthy and has competent receivers to throw to can be very, very solid. So, yeah, I guess it's not all broken um, in the same way that, like, if you went out to the field after Mark Mariani, Mark Mariani snapped his leg in two, on that preseason kickoff return. Oh man. You could say, yeah, it's not all broken. Yeah. Kind of like when uh, you pull up to McDonald's late at night and maybe you're, you're craving a sweet treat, uh, maybe an ice cream cone. And they tell you um, the McDonald's ice cream machine. Hey, it's broken tonight. Just like it is yeah. every night. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, we could, we could sit down Talk about the plot to the movie Armageddon and say, yeah, that plot, it's not all broken. <laughs> we could talk about Maddie Healy's heart after a recent <laughs> breakup with Taylor Swift and say, hey, nice. It's not broken. My Taylor Swift hot take coming on a little bit later in the podcast. Okay. Uh, fresh off of the Eras tour. So, very timely reference there, Jack. As she just did three nights in Chicago this past weekend. You could uh, you could literally say it about, I don't know, literally any printer ever. Hey, it's not all broken. Sure, it won't print or make copies or it's out of ink. Uh, the toner is low no matter what the excuse is this time. Paper jam, I don't know. But it's not all broken, huh? You could also say it about just about every iPad Tom Brady owned after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl win. <laughs> It's not broken. You can just, yeah. just just plug it back into the charger. Yeah, it's not all broken. Yeah, same thing with the with the phones that he used uh, during Deflategate. Yeah, they're not all broken. Okay, <laughs> I'll turn over. I'll turn over the ones to you that are are not broken. <laughs> all I'm saying is, uh, look, Tim, going with it's not all broken. All right, that's like um, it's like when you like um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if your wife says, do I look fat in these pants? And you're like, no, you don't look fat in those pants. <laughs> <laughs> Alluding to it's the top that makes it. Yeah. Jack Edwin took Jack a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, alluding that it's not, the, it, it's something else that makes you look fat. <laughs> oh like, my God. Like, starting slow today. Tim, Tim, we all watched the Titans last year. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not all broken. But it's pretty damn close. Yeah, but Tim Kelly's coming over from Houston, and with what he had to work <laughs> with with the Texans, yeah. You know, then, he, then he comes over to the Titans, and he's like, "Huh, I can make this work. I think we yeah. got some pieces here." He's like, "Trust me, I I worked with much worse." Okay, I I like. Do you realize what I had down in 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 Houston? 
The only place he was drawing Davis Mills was my quarterback. Okay. If I can do (laughs) stuff with Davis Mills, then I'm pretty sure it's not all broken here in Tennessee. Trust me. I came from broken. Yeah, I mean, just running Davis Mills passes to Nico Collins on the outside. I mean, that <laughs> that will make you appreciate whatever environment you're moved to after. It's yeah. like, I don't know, it's like, it's like wandering the Sahara Desert and just scrounging for food for a week and then being placed in, like, Paris. Yeah. It's like, no, okay. when you put it like that. You can when just you put give it me, like, that, bread. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like, if you're living in a, you know, in a double-wide trailer... You're like, man, this sucks. This is terrible. My life is in shambles. And then you hop in your 1994 Toyota Corolla and you, you know, take it down the street barely as much as it'll putter. And you see, uh, you, you know, you see an unhoused person underneath the overpass. And you say, Okay, yeah, it's my life is not all that broken. All right. <laughs> you know, like that's you get it. You put things in perspective, you get it. However, uh, for us Titans fans, coming from literally just two seasons seasons ago, the last season the Titans had where Todd Downing was not their offensive coordinator, they had the third best offense in the sport. They had the uh third or second best uh uh scoring offense in the sport. They were averaging over 30 points a game. So when you hear it's not all broken, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that that means to tell me like it can be worse than it was last year because I like to think that last year was as worse as it can get. I like to think that last year was the bottom of the barrel that we scraped. Don't tell me that it can get worse. Don't tell me that everything could be broken. Like the vase is shattered into a million pieces on the ground. Don't tell me that it can be broken into two million pieces. Yeah, I, I guess if you had like a twenty, like the twenty fourteen team's offensive personnel combined with Todd Downing calling the plays, you know, if you mixed yeah. and matched, it could right. be worse. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just like uh, the odds of it being any worse than last year are stacked against you just because of how bad it was. I mean, yeah. seriously, like even the personnel that they had last year, which by the end of the season was. I mean, you know, you could probably hire a construction team to play offensive line and you'd have a better chance at getting protection for your quarterback than <laughs> groups that the Titans put together last year. Yeah, it, it could be worse, but it can't really be worse if everyone in that building wants to keep their jobs. I've got another one. It's like the Titans athletic training staff. The last two seasons being like, they're not all broken. <laughs> Yeah, 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 sure. You know, Caleb Farley hasn't really played at all since being drafted. But hey, <laughs> what about that corner we released four years ago? Should we bring Jonathan Joseph back? He's not broken at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at each disc within Caleb Farley's spine, and they're not all broken. <laughs> Get well soon, Caleb Farley. Breakout season yeah. on the way. Breakout season, and not well, like not the emphasis not on break <laughs> on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh now you may be thinking as a Titans fan, where have I heard this quote before? Because this is this does sound familiar, right? If you think if you think back long enough. In fact, let's take it back to let's stop in our our tup time machine. And let's take it back to February 7th. Mike Rabel on Tim Kelly as his new offensive coordinator. And I quote, it's the perfect fit. I met with some really good candidates. I think what Tim was ultimately able to do 
was be able to provide some familiar, familiar. I'm going to struggle with this word. Stick with it. Familiarity, familiarity. Beautiful. And carry over to what we were doing. I don't think everything is broken. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me hold on. Let me rewind that. Let me replay. Uh, Siri, enhance that last sentence. I don't think everything is broken. See, now this is, so yeah, we have most definitely heard that quote before. And this is where I take issue with this. Not necessarily with the quote, but with the ideology behind it, I guess. And this is one of the reasons why it sucks so bad that Mike Vrabel only hires guys that he is, to use his word, familiar with. To use that familiarity, I gotta, I gotta stop saying. It. I gotta find a different word to use. Familiarity. The the it, Rabel loves the familiarity of the guys he hires underneath him, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like him hiring guys that he's familiar with because you you get them to buy into his like tone, I guess, and his, his, his way of thinking. I think that Mike Rabel, before he makes these hires sits down and plays a game of poker with all of them. And if they can bluff Rabel more than one time, that's a huge check in the box for them. It's it. Rabel's not being like, it's not nepotism, but he's hiring with a bias. Uh, you know, he's, he's hiring guys that he knows will cover for him when he needs to, you know, when, when they need to cover for him. Um, it's just, if you can lie to a bunch of reporters day in and day out, congratulations. You have the qualifications to be the Titans offensive coordinator. Yeah, right, 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 right. And it's like, and it like literally, this is Tim Kelly buying into the Vrabel system. And and that's one of the reasons why I wish the Titans would have look, I'm happy with the Tim Kelly hire. Don't let don't let me don't let me like go off on this like tangent too deep. I do think Tim Kelly is going to do great things. For the Titans, I think that the the offense under Tim Kelly is going to be a lot better than it was last year under Todd. (laughs) However, I don't like to hear these things as a fan coming off of this season that we had seven straight losses. Mind you, this team is still in the middle of a seven game losing streak. I don't like to hear that. It's not all broken because I don't want to. I don't want to think it take taking it from the other side of that quote. I don't want to think about this offense being able to be more broken. Like I I want to think of last year as rock bottom. I don't want to think that like oh there's you know I want I want an offensive coordinator yeah, to come they, in and be like we're changing everything. We're nothing worked last year and we're going to do everything in our power to change everything. And so to come in and be like, yeah, there's things we can build on from last season. What, what other than Derrick Henry, what is there to build on from last he's season? not, but, but you have to understand that he's not going to come out there and say, Oh yeah, and we're I, terrible. I get that. I get that. I just don't like the PR work. You know it. I, I don't like the, the PR idea. It's kind of like what we talked about Look, when, it, when Amy Wells joined us and we yeah. asked her, uh, I forget what question was we asked her, but when she kind of gave that like PR type answer, like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I work within the building Something about wide receivers. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, like there's, there's still a lot that can be taken out of it. That's what, 
I think I get tired of and I and I get frustrated with. Yeah, it, look, if you're looking for a good, clean PR and quotable, honest answers from the Titans coaching staff, you're looking in the wrong place. You're not going to have that here. This is not a group that's going to spell it all out for you. This is not a group that's right. going to tell you how it is unless it's, you know, Sunday. Well, even still, you know, it's players got to play better. Coaches got to coach better. It's it's the same thing. Oh, There's no nuance to their answers here. And we just have to accept that. We're, we're deep into the Mike Rabel era. It's not going to change. Do you remember how many straight weeks we heard that during that seven game losing streak? Well, we just got to play better. We got to play. We got to coach better. Got to play better. Got to coach better. But also, there's... That, that 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 gave me PTSD. You hearing you say that gave me PTSD for the last seven weeks of the season last year. I did uh, not mean to trigger you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It's as simple as just playing better and coach better. Well, do it. <laughs> <laughs> seven there... weeks in a row, they did not play better, nor did they coach better. There is one person that could help them play a whole lot better and make the coaching staff look better in the process. Oh, baby. Yeah, let's get to something good. Let's get to some good freaking news. And, you know, we, this podcast is coming to you a day later than it normally does. And uh, a big reason for that was uh, we were holding out for more money. No, no. A big reason for that was we're sick and tired of the Wednesday afternoon news stuff, especially with minicamp. <laughs> Titans minicamp starting yesterday. We like we said, you know what? Let's hold it off one day. Let's hold it off one day. And we did this. We did this with um, uh, what was it? OT or no, no? We did it on the on draft week earlier this year. Okay, so sometimes we will come a day later. And you know what? I'm glad we did because we got this report today from Tom Pelissaro, who says that DeAndre Hopkins is visiting Nashville this weekend. We now, beat the Wednesday afternoon news dump. We did. We did. And now you're probably thinking, oh, okay, DeAndre Hopkins coming to Nashville. So what else is new? He's probably there for a bachelorette party. And I get it. <laughs> Maybe he is. But regardless, he's going to be in the same town that the Titans play in. And that's progress right there. That's it, progress. Big time. And now your next thing may be like, well, how in the hell are the Titans going to afford this? They've only got what? I believe, according to Sam Phelan, A to Z Sports is own, about $7 million in cap space right million, now. $7 and you still got to sign Will Levis. So pretty much nothing to work with. But there's a whole lot of wiggle room in 2024. And you I, can this... create some extra cap space if you maybe mm -hmm. offer Kevin Byard an extension that he wants. If you can find a way to do that. Um, you can I, I, some I cap space for this season. Or you can just backload the shit out of it. Like See, I, and that's like I want them to do the creativity. All right. Look, Titans, you want some creativity? You came to the you came to two guys that are pretty damn creative. Yeah. Uh, Rand, li you listening? I got hey, ideas, man. Ran, Rand, you need some ideas on how. Look, here, here's an idea. Here's an idea on how to get creative with it. You said I uh, still got to pay Will Levis, right? How about you don't pay Will Levis? <laughs> at, le at least, hold on, hold on. At least not in cash. Huh? Okay. Why don't you just round up as many Hellman's coupons as you can find and you pay him in that. Here's a million dollars in mayonnaise. Hellman's coupons. Huh? <laughs> right? Will, will like, Levis, his agent, walk into Rand Carthon's office. How about we get this deal done today? Rand Carthon goes, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably like, how are the Titans going to find a million dollars worth of Hellman's coupons? Uh, uh, it, you tell me, Brainiac, this is the same <laughs> franchise that finds millions of dollars worth of purity milk 
coupons for the shopping cart race every week at Nissan's Coliseum, okay? Like, oh, you want free Texas Pete? I'm pretty sure the Titans have that hookup. And Texas Pete is just slightly further down the aisle in Kroger than Hellman's. So I'm pretty sure they could, that's probably the, the, the least of their worries when it comes to that idea. And that's just one idea that we have. So, Ran, you want to pay Will Levis. I get it. You got to pay Will Levis. You're going to have to pay him something. Dude likes mayonnaise. We need a milk right? to mayo conversion theory. <laughs> How much milk equals $1 million worth of mayonnaise? Maybe that's, maybe he doesn't even eat, maybe he doesn't even want money. You know, look, he's Gen Z. I don't know what Gen Z kids are into. Maybe the money's not their thing. Yeah. Maybe he just wants TikTok followers and uh, the fact that they add a Hellman's mayonnaise person to the shopping cart race. So you got Molly Moo, you got Texas Pete, you got the Coca-Cola polar bear. Why not throw in uh Hellman's he Hellman's Henry? It's just it's a big just, jar. It's a square top. It, it's just a giant mayonnaise jar. And all he's doing, all he's doing is is running th that shopping cart. All right. And, and then every week, wow, Will Levis is riding the bench next year. He'll be able to watch on the Jumbotron that shopping cart race and or, he'll be or entertained more than most. Maybe you just bring in the mayonnaise, get Duke's mayonnaise and just have Duke the mayo jar run. I mean, I just think I just solved it. These ideas are free, Ran. Take them, all right? Take but anyways, them. hit us up. They, they they do need to figure out how they're going to sign D-Hop. But just him visiting has, I think, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, gotten everybody around this fan base excited after what's been a really dull offseason. <laughs> I mean, any offseason where you draft an offensive lineman with your first-round pick is probably going to be a dull one. Um, yeah. And that's an understatement, really, for Titans fans. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get compared to these veteran receivers that the Titans bring in at the tail end of their career. He's going to get compared to Julio Jones, who's the most recent experiment. I mean, I guess Robert Woods falls into that category. But uh, David Givens, Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, he's not those guys. DeAndre Hopkins is 31. He's coming off a season, and I understand that he tore his MCL two years ago. But last year, he played in nine games. And Probably it's, why the Titans are so interested in well, yeah, well, yeah. John, John Robinson is, is just itching his neck somewhere violently on a couch. Oh, John Robinson is awkwardly trying to adjust his pants right now because he is hiding a giant, giant boner. But here, <laughs> here's why DeAndre Hopkins is not Julio Jones. Julio Jones was coming off a season in which he missed, I think, eight games, all due to hamstring issues in Atlanta before signing with the Titans. And it wasn't like a chunk of eight games in a row. It was... Two games here, three games there, two games here, another game here. D-Hop tore, tore his MCL, got it repaired, sat out the first six games of last season due to a suspension, which probably helped his rehabilitation process and kind of get reacclimate himself to the NFL game. Comes out, averages 79.7 yards per game with Trace McSorley thrown to him, with Kyler Murray thrown to him, and a broken, you talk about broken. Cliff Kingsbury was running a broken offense last year. <laughs> Anyways, that 79.7 translates right. to 1,354, 1,354 receiving yards in a 17-game schedule if he was healthy, or excuse me, if he wasn't suspended. So you're not getting Julio Jones as a question mark coming to Nashville. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, who has passed his question mark in the MCL and has given you nine games worth, a nine-game sample size, 
mm-hmm. that says, I am still that guy who I used to be. I am still a top 10 receiver in this league. I can still transform an offense. I can I can take the Titans over the top. So DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, that's not apples to apples. That's yeah, apples no, it, to like to broke to, to torn hamstrings. That's what it is. It's it, apples <laughs> to torn hamstrings. No, it's a great point. It it is a, it is honestly it's a great point by you. And we've talked we talked at length a few episodes ago. Uh, I believe it was the two tone blue DeAndre Hopkins sewed where we you know we went all all over how much we want this to happen. I and I I tweeted a bunch today. Look, I'm I'm hurt. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've been hurt by the Titans before, but I'm ready to be hurt again, so ready. you know, especially when it comes to the aging wide receiver, which De- DeAndre Hopkins does fit that mold. You're 31 plus in the NFL as a wide receiver. You're an aging wide receiver. And I as much as I hate to admit it, it, it is you're you're an elder statesman. <laughs> you're on the back nine. You're, I mean, you're, you're probably you really are 12 or 13. I was going to say, yeah, you could be, you could be a, a whole 16 right now. And, uh, and so you've got like that, that is nothing wrong. And, and to me, I don't care if the Titans sign DeAndre Hopkins and he sucks. I don't like, I, I just want him. I want him so badly. And to me, it's the, uh, and I made, I, I tweeted this earlier, but the Titans signing aging wide receivers and expecting them to like produce anything is just like Conan <laughs> O'Brien having Paul Rudd on his show and expecting him to share an actual clip of whatever he's working on. <laughs> that is the Titans. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care if Paul Rudd comes on late night with Conan O'Brien and shows the same Mac and me clip over and over and over again. And we never get to see a clip of anything that he's working on. He's got a new Judd Apatow movie he's in. I don't care if we don't see a clip from his late night appearance because to me, it's just worth having him on the show. And to me, it's worth having DeAndre Hopkins on the Titans. I don't care if he doesn't produce because he does bring a lot more than just the production. And I think he will. I I do. I'm with you on that. And if anything, just having him on the field makes those around him better because if you have him on the field, it is, it's less about having to focus more on having a Traylon Burks step up, having a Chig step up right now where they're at offensively, you, you are banking so much of your offense on having a second year wide receiver, make a giant leap, step up and become a true number one receiver. This way, it allows him some more breathing room. It, it's kind of like the rookie uh, quarterback philosophy that we've we've talked so much about. Like if if Ryan Tannehill wasn't there, you're feeding Will Levis to the wolves out the get at the get go, and you're hoping and praying that he succeeds. With Ryan Tannehill being in the final year of his contract, you allow Will Levis to sit and learn and to, and, and it takes the pressure off of him. You know. It's the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, Mike Herndon tweeted earlier on um, today, which I I loved his take, was basically if you get DeAndre Hopkins on this offense with D-Hop, Traylon, Chig, uh, and Derrick Henry, basically. Well, NWI, where did NWI go, Austin? We can't leave him out. Sorry, sorry. Well, of course, NWI goes without saying. I mean, come on. 
it's very similar to the offense from three seasons ago. Uh, or I guess, yeah, no, damn, now four seasons ago. With A.J. Brown, um, uh, Corey Davis, Derek and, uh, well, and uh, Johnu. Uh, Johnu, Johnu, Johnu and Derek. So, and that, that offense, uh, what Ryan Tannehill proved something like, um, what was it? It was like, oh, in those two seasons, 55 touchdowns and... Well, he took the Titans to the AFC Championship game and was named a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, I mean, like the, the guy was balling. So that's interesting. I, I like that by Herndon, and Herndon's never wrong, by the way. Um, my current, well, except for when he's, uh, except for when he's like, "Hey, join me on the F Words Pod." No, do not join him. Don't he's join him. There. That's the no, only. Do not though. join him. That's the yeah. only time he's wrong. But okay, so let's. Uh, I just want to ask you this. Let's go 3v3 here. Which which trio would you rather have? 31-year-old D-Hop, second-year Traylon Burks, second-year Chig, or young A.J. Brown, an expiring Corey Davis, and, oh, my sweet Prince Johnny Smith. Which, which three would you rather have? D-Hop, Burks, Chig, A.J., C.D., Johnny? Wait, real quick. I want to I want to make sure I got that the stat right on what I just said. He had 55 passing touchdowns in 26 games with that with that four. He went sicko mode as the kids say. Right. So, and that's and that's kind of goes back to our, our take on or at least my take on Tannehill. Uh he can be good. You can get that out of him again. You just have to give him the weapons around him. Tannehill's and, only good as yeah, as his environment around yes. him. Yes. You know, yeah, you're, you're, exactly. you're, well, you're as, the sum of all the people you have around you. That's, as that's... most quarterbacks in the NFL are, aside from your true greats, uh, most quarterbacks are only as good as the weapons they're provided. And so if you, and so if we can we can reignite that, we can get that back. I I truly believe if you just put the weapons around him, and I think D Hop gets that. So your question, do I want D Hop and then second year Burke, second year Chig? Uh-huh. Or would you like AJ Brown, who was still young at the time, but definitely a rising star? That was his I think that was his second year, wasn't it? Second year AJ? It could yeah. I, I guess 2019 would have been his second year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So AJ, then Corey Davis, who was I mean yeah, they, was just drafted, year. they just drafted AJ and AJ had totally taken over his role. That was the banana bread year. That was banana bread C D. Okay. So banana bread C D and Johnu Smith, who was still just Everything I could have ever imagined in a tight end. Oh man, see, and this is gonna this is gonna make it seem like hindsight a thousand percent. I think I still go. I think I go AJ, CD, and Johnu. Yeah, so I've got Johnu over Chig. Chig's gonna have a big season. He's gonna be. Oh, a can really I pick big individually? Can I pick uh, individually? I mean, yeah. Let's just break it down that way because I mean, whoever gets two out of three is gonna win here. Okay, I go. I go AJ over D Hop. Okay, I I think it's closer. I think it's close. I go Janu over Chig, and then I probably go Traylon over CD. Same, same exact answer. Oh my gosh, we should host a podcast answer. together. Same exact answer. Although I think D Hop and AJ is is splitting hairs. But yeah, I, I think that's the right answer. I think Traylon Burks. And back to the growth thing. Would you rather have Traylon Burks grow with double teams, or would you like him to build some confidence and tear up some dudes one on one while D Hop's you know commanding most of the defense's attention? Defensive coordinators will game plan for D Hop. 
Yeah. Trailer yes. will fall to the wayside. That, and that's what we said a lot when Julio was there. It was like when, you know, Julio would miss some games with, with his hamstring issues. But, like, getting him back, even if he doesn't produce, just having him on the field is something that defenses have to account for. And that's one of the reasons why we say put Derrick Henry on the field in short yardage situations because defenses have to account for him. You put your best players on the field, and even if it is – a D hop who's 31 years old or Julio Jones, who was uh, what felt like 41 years old. <laughs> he's only 34. Can you believe that? Stop. He's younger than me. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I, I bet you've got better hammies. I did not need to hear that. Yeah, I've got, look, I've, I may, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I may be 36, but I've got, I've got a 33 year old hamstring. <laughs> so not to brag. Um, but you know, like, yeah. So like, that's, that's essentially what it is, is even if he, and that's why it goes back to the whole point, even if he comes and doesn't produce anything, having him on the Titans just makes the Titans better. It gets more people talking about the Titans. It gets people to turn heads and it gets defensive coordinators to turn heads and look to the outside and see, Oh, there's number 10, which I hope he doesn't wear number 10. Cause I think that number is cursed for the Titans. Right. Isn't, uh, Number 10, and is number eight cursed too? I think number eight is. You can make a case for eight, although Will Levis is going to have a lot to say about that. 10, 10 is 1,000%. 10 like, was Adam Humphreys. Yeah, uh, uh, Des Fitzpatrick. Des Fitzpatrick. I, I, I want to say Trey McBride wore 10. Jake Locker. Vince Kendall, Kendall, Wright, Kendall Wright may have worn 10. I don't think no, he did. No, no, no. Kendall, Kendall Wright was Wright 14. Wore 13. I thought it was, okay. Maybe it was 13, 13, 13. 13. 10, 10 is bad. Don't be 10, 10 is bad. Don't wear D hop. You can come here, but just don't wear 10. Stay away from 10. All right. We have a number we, one. We want you to be the only 10 we don't see. <laughs> do, do, do we have a number one on the roster? Sean Murphy Bunting took zero. I think one is one is retired because of Warren Moon. Thanks, Warren Moon. Oh, true. Thanks a lot, Warren. We never even got to see a number one in Titans. Unless you two see, not like, retired. Two should be retired. For Baronis? Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Well, no, and for uh, Sam Sloman. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Double thumbs up. <laughs> XFL, Las Vegas Vipers legend. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so De DeAndre Hopkins, man. I Are we feeling good? He's you, you sent me a video of him working out with Derrick Henry. That's another a thing. DH, working with DH. And that was in April. That was on D Hop's Instagram story. So Derrick Henry could be in D Hop's ear for all we know. But I guess the only thing left to ask about the D Hop conversation: Are the Titans ready? Is is the Titans' offense in position to contend with D Hop? Like you can't just throw D Hop on a bad team and the team still be bad, but D Hop produces. Like uh, it's kind of got to be a well-oiled machine. And wait, where... hang on, hasn't hasn't that hasn't that been D Hop's entire career? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> although, although when he was with Houston, they had some they had some awesome offenses, but and you know in Arizona, it, it on paper it looked like one of the most dangerous groups in football. But with a better offensive line, with a tight end who's emerging, and you've got depth at that position with Wiley and Wesco, who is Jeff Swaim too fast, too furious. Um, you know, and, and Traylon Burks staying healthy, Kyle Phillips getting healthy. You've, you've got options at receiver. Derrick Henry's still that guy. Ryan Tannehill's Ryan Tannehill. Does D Hop take the Titans over the top to where it's 
AFC South or bust? Mm, no, I don't. Uh, no, I mean, that's a big time get, man. And that's the it position. Is. That's the only position you're really missing right now. Yeah. Well, don't sleep on Colton Dow. I'm just kidding. Take a giant nap. Look, we'll we'll if let you training camp do that. Do that talking for us when hype machine rolls around. If you don't go to relax the back, you could always swing back Colton Dow and just sleep on him. Um, Man, that's you're not even giving him a fair chance, Austin. That's, oh, I'm, that's not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like seven rounders are our guys. I just I don't know. I this is, anyway anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think D Hop makes them instant contenders for the AFC South, but I think he puts them back in the conversation. I Would think be, the okay. Titans. I think the Titans become uh, regain their status of don't sleep on the Titans now. They're still scary, right? But does, I, does, I does think, it become playoffs or bust? You don't have to win the South. Maybe you sneak in with a wild card. I think a thousand percent. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think because I mean, think about it. You missed the playoffs by game last year with everything as. With Murphy's Law in effect last year, you still were a forced fumble even away from the, the playoffs and winning the division with everything that went wrong. Now, granted, that was, of course, because of a great start to the season, but it doesn't matter really how you get in, just the, mat, just the fact that you do get in. So to me, I I think that... I I, I think, yeah, I think the... Titans get D hop playoffs become like that's the new bar. And mm -hmm. remember how last year we kept setting the bar the, based on who got injured week one. It was, it was hoisting the Lombardi trophy. And then like, <laughs> as the season went on, we realized, okay, we got to lower the bar just a little bit. And then guys got hurt. And then it's like, yeah, just finish the season with 53 people on the team. Right. And then the last <laughs> game, it was like, just win this game, please get in the playoffs. We don't care anymore. Just win a game. Like the bar just kept getting lowered. And I think the bar does have to fluctuate throughout a season, no matter who you are. Yeah, with new information becomes, you know, new opinions. And Exactly. People love to crap on Colin Cowherd, but Colin Cowherd is, like, the first person to admit, like, I'm, going, I'm changing my take. Like, I will change my take, and I will go with what new information stems from it. People, you know, that's why one of the reasons why I hate this aged poorly. Yeah, it aged poorly because new information became available, you idiot. Do you know how the world works? Jeez, just because I, I put it on ink on the internet doesn't mean it lives forever, you stupid idiot. Yeah, but that's um, the internet, and that's what makes it that fun. That is the internet. I know it it does make it fun. Um I I think that I think the Titans, yes, I think that it becomes playoffs or bust if you get D hop. To me, it's I do it's not, I, I, I think you, you think. then have to shift your focus back to the offensive line, though, and make sure that the pieces that you have put in place are are going to produce for you by adding D hop. In my opinion, it's not so much about this year. Cause you're not going to sign him for a one-year deal. If you're signing him, he's going to be here for a while. Yeah. I'm not so much worried, so much as worried as whether or not the Titans can exceed expectations this season. Let's be honest mm -hmm. with D hop. They're still not coming out of the AFC, but can the Titans with D Hop compete for the top spot in the AFC in 2024, 2025, and 2026? If you get them for a four year deal, you probably sign them for five. If the yeah. answer is yes, 
to those to to contending for the AFC title in those three seasons with a new quarterback with a whole lot more money to work with in free agency where you can maybe sign a star left tackle on the market overpay in the process because that's how it goes. I think this is a move you make. Um, I think that's clear. I, I think Vrabel's in it for Super Bowls. I, I don't think that they're willing to ever rebuild. I don't think Vrabel will ever tank. With When it comes to this season, though, it's not AFC South or bust, but it's not because the Titans shouldn't win the AFC South. They should win the AFC South at D-Hop's Titan. But Ooh. the Jaguars have earned enough respect, sadly. Yes, yeah. To where no, I, you I, can't say it's a total failure because the Jags could rip off twelve wins this season. I, I think I think in terms of coaching and the talent that they have, I do think I think the Jaguars are the favorite to win the South this year, and I think they should be. This isn't like one of those Colts teams where they become the media darlings, which I you, you saw that one video of Anthony Richardson going viral this week. Of oh my gosh, uh, I've that seen a C- football. People are saying C.J. Stroud looks like a four or five year starter. I'm so sick of this. All you know, you know, there's going to be more votes for the Colts to win the South than the Titans this year. Like more people are going to say everyone's going to say the Jaguars and the few like hot takers are going to say the Colts. Oh, well, that's the thing. The Titans have always been the surprise team. But now it's, oh, which which team would surprise you if they came in last place? And the Titans are all of a sudden at the top of those lists. Yeah, right. The Titans are going to be the surprise disappointment. Not that there were expectations in the first place, but. They're not a last place organization. Right. Hopefully, like getting a big name like D Hop, because that's what the is the shiny new toy. Everyone flocks to the shiny new toy. So if the Titans can uh, obtain a DeAndre Hopkins, then it becomes a shiny new toy. It turns some heads in the media and people are like, yeah. oh, oh, don't that's sleep. And then that that becomes point. like the hot take is like, don't sleep on these Tennessee Titans. You know, and it Coach changes Mike the Rimble. narrative for the Titans pursuing, you know, star free agents in the future. It's if, if DeAndre Hopkins works out which, I mean, it's still a long shot that the Titans sign him. I think we should all yeah. we should note that. But, we should. you know, it, it changes the narrative. Oh, the Titans aren't just satisfied. They're not complacent on offense with mediocre weapons. They're willing to go out and improve under this new GM in his first offseason. Yeah. You've got to make a splash. He hasn't made a splash yet. Will Levis was, you know, a quarterback, but that doesn't count as a splash. you got to go out there and sign a, sign a dude who people know about, who's established, who's a pro bowler, who is top 10 at his position. DeAndre Hopkins checks those boxes. It's it, it, the Titans just have to make him say no. They have to offer him something that makes it hard for him to walk out of the building without a contract. If they do that, they did their jobs. But the, it's going to be up to him to say yes. He, he, you know, the Titans aren't going to contend for a Super Bowl this year. Is he willing to to play for a team like that? He hasn't. By the way, the media has driven a narrative that DeAndre Hopkins only wants to play for contenders. He has not once said that. It's money. Well, he he did say money and fit. He listed the he listed the quarterbacks that he would like to play for on that one podcast. And they're the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. (laughs) Every wide receiver would want to play for those guys. Yeah, he's like, and being a contender helps. Like, you don't want to play for a bum. You don't want to play. You know, you don't want to go back to Houston. But like, he hasn't said that he wants to play for the Chiefs or the Bills, which is where he's been linked to this whole time. Yeah, that part is overblown. That would be awesome, though, because man, if the because you know the Chiefs and the Bills both want DeAndre Hopkins, they don't have the, the means, though. They don't, they don't, but they're very. Those are very creative front offices. True, which it's you know they're they are very creative where they have the it the fact that they have kept freaking Travis Kelsey with a half a billion dollar quarterback on their roster, but it cost them Tyreek. I mean, it did, yeah, it did cost him Tyreek, but then they were still able to go out and get Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, 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 
Kadavius Tony and like all of these like other like guys that are like extremely talented that like how do they fit in there? Um, it's it, it's like it's like having like chocolate malted milk milk balls in a jar and then like filling in the gaps with like M&Ms. You're like, man, how do you get all that chocolate in there? That's so like jealous. Um, the the last thing effect. I'll right. Last thing I'll say about this before we get to our friends at BetMGM. If Leo Messi can sign with Inter Miami, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins can sign with the Tennessee Titans. There. How about that? Honey Mukhtar clears that fraud. Look, we, we talk all types of football on this podcast. All types. That's right. Well-rounded. Five-tool podcast. We are, well, we're about two and a half. Two and, and a half, half tools. Two, two and a half tool podcast right there. But that's better than one. We'll take Jack, it. tell us about our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. All right, before we get out of here, Jack, um, I went to Taylor Swift over the weekend. Went okay. to the Eras tour. What were the surprise two, songs? Three. Uh, they were actually two songs that I had never heard of. Now, you're like, okay, mm. big whoop. Then I looked at my wife, who is in a diehard Swifty, like diehard to where she's she knew the set list before we even got there. She knew what was coming. She knew all the little tricks. And like she knew, like, she goes, hey, watch the stage. Watch the stage. And like knew when like things were going to happen before they happened. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, this is like, my wife is in tune. When she played her two surprise songs, I looked at my wife and, and she goes, yeah, I've never heard these songs before ever. Like, I don't know. And I'm, so I'm thinking they were like songs from deep cuts, bonus, bonus tracks that you can only get exclusively at target, you know? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. or like like uh, hidden tracks on her vinyl you know like well something like that or like only like the 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 people that run like swifty forever 13 on twitter it like that account the owner of that account are like the only people that like knew that you know mm -hmm. so um uh i i was honestly because like each each song that she chooses is like kind of um selective or like it's very strategically chosen so i was thinking it was going to be uh either a song bashing uh kanye which would have been fitting in chicago uh she played the lakes on friday night makes sense right right there off of lake michigan soldier field i was ex i was thinking she was going to play snow on the beach as one of her her secret songs that i think that would have been fitting um there was also another one that i came up with that i couldn't i i can't remember what it was um she did not play mean, which I was a little, I thought was mean. I was the banger. It's a certified banger. It is a certified banger. It's thank got the you. blue check mark. And I get it. You're Didn't not playing. That you thank you. Thank you. you you're, and I get it. You're not playing as many songs from red, 
as other albums, but you she only played one song from Speak Now, and that album's coming back out this summer. Mm. So why, like, why would you not go mean? You know, all you'll Are ever you... be is mean oh, oh, yeah, and a liar good. and pathetic. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this: I, I know you still got a ways to go here, but would you say you left that concert disappointed? I I lost you for a second. Repeat what you just said. I said, would you say that you left that concert disappointed? I'm not going to say I left it disappointed. It was an incredible concert, and I know it's literally the hottest ticket in music, arguably since Beatlemania. The way you started this, by the way, I'm not going to say I left it disappointed. I think you left it a little disappointed. But here's where my hot take comes in. I have been to the Red Tour. I have been to 1989. I have been to Reputation. And I have now been to Eras. Those are her last four tours. Two of which were stadium tours. Two of which were arena tours. Impressive. I'm going to say it. And I don't know how many people listening have been to the Eras tour. Or how many people even care. That's why we put it this at the back of the podcast. I know Eldon English cares because he tweeted, about, tweeted me about it earlier this week. I think Reputation was a better show <gasps> than Eras. Oh now, my god. How about that? It was showier. It was there was more glitz and glamour. It was like it just felt bigger. And now part of that may have been because my seats were better at Reputation Tour than they were at Harris Tour. But I do think there's something to be said when you bring out a giant ass snake and you're shooting off confetti multiple times throughout the show. And at one point, Taylor's being picked up by ropes and being carried to a stage that was built so the back of the stadium can experience being close to Taylor. I think that was all cool. This was like the stage was like, okay, she brought out a house during folklore, which was kind of cool. But like, other than that, it was like, I don't know. It's just like, it was fine, but like if I'm like going to a tour after five years, I would have expected more of what we got with the Reputation tour than what we got with the Eras tour. Do you think she mailed it in because it is Kanye's home hometown, home city? Oh, damn! You're saying we got worse shows? Say maybe Ooh, it was intentional. I don't hate that. And, and look, Soldier Field, the smallest stadium in the NFL. I saw it was shaking. It was shaking. It was shaking. Uh, and there was ten thousand. 10 to 20,000 people outside the um, stadium just tailgating and listening. Uh, they did that in Nashville uh, around the pedestrian bridge, I think. Yeah, yeah, they did. God, yeah. she's so big. That's got to be the Super Bowl for like, I mean, I'll just say it, white white girls from the ages yeah. of like 15 to, I mean, 100. She kind of My My wife is ages. a white girl in that age range, and okay. yeah, it was her Super Bowl, no question. That's good. That's good. I, I didn't know if you were dipping your toes in like Jared Leto water. Um because fifteen to one hundred, that kind of that kind of covers everyone. Yeah, unless unless it doesn't. Fifteen to one hundred, the uh, age ranges of Al Pacino's seven daughters. That's, right? Yeah, congratulations to Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's my uh, T Swift uh, hot take. It is um, Reputation Tour. Just look look a better show than Aristor. Aristor is so great. Forty four songs. You you get forty four songs over a three hour span. You that it's hard nuts. to beat that. That's nuts. But as an as an actual show, I gotta go with reputation. It was just it felt 
felt like more. Is T Swift the top ticket in music right now? Right, right now, yes. There's, there's not. Who would come in second? I don't know. Is she, Bad Bunny, I, I maybe. Like they, I don't know. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny I, like international. I don't know how to properly assess his impact due to me not being able to understand the songs that he sings. <laughs> and I took three hundred level Spanish classes in college. I, look, yeah. I, 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 but but I, I don't. I I can't fully appreciate it. I I don't understand it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't understand like like French film noir movies. I thought you were going to say runs on second and 10. I don't understand those either, (laughs) which is why this offense is mostly broken. It's not all broken. Tim, it's mostly broken, okay? (laughs) Just say that. It's the same quote. Just say it differently. Just say it's mostly broken. (laughs) You just want him to admit defeat, I think. I I want him to just say, call a spade a spade and call a... A pile of shit, a pile of shit. <laughs> but isn't it's not all broken, essentially saying, I mean, guys, it's pretty broken. Like, it's if I have to say it's not all broken. No, that's that's putting silver lining on a on a crap sandwich. That's what that is. And we all know that there's crap in that sandwich. You know, it's like it's like a, uh, John Calipari always says, you put a little speck of turd into the ice cream. You don't want to eat that ice cream. Okay? Says that? Yeah, yeah, he has this like whole analogy about like you put poop in the ice cream. You put poop in the ice cream. You don't want to eat the ice cream. Even if even the parts that it didn't touch, you don't want to eat it. Would you eat around it? It depends. Yeah, it depends. Maybe. I don't know. Not from McDonald's, though, because that ice cream machine is going to be broken. That that is all broken. Folks. Follow the Tighten Up Podcast on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. And if you care to do so, you can follow myself on Twitter as well at Austin Huff on Twitter. Always talk, talking Titans on there with you guys because we love the Titans. It's look, it's not just a it's not just a side hustle for us. It's a full blown obsession for us, which is why we like uh this podcast to come from the voice of two just fans first and foremost. And it's one of the reasons why we appreciate all of you tuppers who do appreciate us and get the show and everything we're doing. Um, so before we go, Jack, I got to ask you, Oh, follow ADZ sports on all the socials before we go though, Jack, um, you got anything you got for the road? Yeah, it's not a side hustle. It's a front hustle. I was waiting to say that, but I think the moments passed where that may have gotten like some like, Pity giggles. Um, <laughs> do I have anything for the road? Just love, love the audience, love everyone who interacts with us. Um, we're very appreciative of of all of you guys, and um, tighten up. Remember, four and a half stars for the tighten up idiots. If you rate, review, and subscribe to this comment, give us five stars. But in the little description part, say four and a half stars for the tighten up idiots. Point five stars for Buck because we do share a feed with them, and we want everyone to know where your stars are going towards. So mm-hmm. I think that's only fair. And if you make it this deep into the podcast, where after our ridiculous DeAndre Hopkins takes and takes on Taylor Swift's concert, then I think you can, I think you get us, you get us and you get the show. So go ahead and uh, subscribe right. This now. may have been a sode where it was impossible for, for a single listener to agree with every one of our takes. 
Like there'll be episodes where we maybe, you know, we, we can have some takes that are agreeable. We can share some opinions. Most Titans fans are probably feeling, but I think if you listen front to back, yeah, there won't be a single person who will agree with everything that we said. I, I think it's impossible. That's, we, I think that's gauntlet. fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. And look, I, 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 I would look, if you can make it through like sods like our, our schedule reveal sod that we do every year, if you can make it through that, and still put up with us, then you are a true tupper. <laughs> okay. So like, I feel, I, I feel like we should do that as a sode. We should do a sode one week where it's just from start to finish, just the worst content we can imagine. <laughs> and, and only our true. And I, and I still think that's how loyal our, our listenership is and our fan base is. And we, it's one of the reasons why we love you guys so much is you stick with us through the ups, through the downs, and through the ridiculously dumb. And you get it, and you get us. So that's why I kind of want to just do a sode where it's like the worst possible sode it's where the, we can imagine. The anti-sode, where we just argue against our actual opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where it's just it. like, And like we don't even get into Titans talk until like, 40 minutes into the sode or something. You I know? think everyone who just heard that is like, well, I mean, that doesn't sound like much would change. Yeah. They're like, how is that different from, you mean to tell me that your idea of the worst content ever is very close to your already content. <laughs> oh man. That's why we love you guys. We, we really do. And we don't just mean it, we, you know, to quote uh wedding treasure. I love you. Yeah. You big guy. We don't say it enough. All right, we don't say it enough. We love you. Follow us on the socials so we can stay connected. We love you. Uh, until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way.